Hello and welcome back to the Couch GM Podcast. My name is Ryan Parker and I'm joined as always by Matt Chamberlain. How are you doing, Matt? I'm having an alright week. What about you? Um, it's been good. I mean the all-star break has been meh. Yeah, I know. I and, it's- and there's like no I, I just want the all-star break to be good. It's always it always has a little bit of a letdown. But at least the uh the draft for it was was a highlight this year, something a little bit different, a little bit new. Yeah, that was. I mean, that that's been fun the last couple of seasons. Is the it's not East versus West because every year it was East versus West. East always got clobbered, yeah. just yeah. absolutely annihilated. And it, at least now, like there's a there's a little more flair to it. I I wish there was more. Yeah, but. But it is kind of like I get for the players a nice like relaxing break in the middle of the season right before you gear up for the playoffs. Yeah, with about twenty games left, it's kind of crazy that we're all, we're on the back third of the season now. Yeah, it's flown by. There's so many fun storylines we'll get into later, especially with Anthony Davis, <laughs> especially Goodness. with Anthony Davis. <laughs> that story keeps it just getting, won't stop. <laughs> it just won't stop. Uh, before we get into more of the show, though, remember to follow us on Twitter at NBA Couch GM Pod, and you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher if you haven't already. Um, make sure you like, subscribe to us. Uh, we also have a Facebook page, so go like us on Facebook. Um, a quick ep- recap of episode 17. Anthony Davis returned. Yes. We talked about that, kind of. <laughs> uh, we did a trade deadline recap, which was really awesome. And then we redrafted the All-Stars. Matt was Team LeBron. Yeah, I was. And I was Team Giannis. And uh, it, was a, it was a fun team. It was a fun redraft. Yeah, it was a fun actual game, and I, I liked I liked our teams better. But I know, yeah, I thought... We had a little bit more parody in our teams, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. Whatever. Um, that was probably one of our better episodes, yeah. so I would really encourage you to go back and listen to episode 17. Matt's Game of the Week last week was Blazers-Warriors. Matt predicted the Golden State Warriors would win 128-123. to 123. The Blazers ended up winning 129 to the Warriors 107. Man, they were motivated. <laughs> yeah. And after the Steve Kerr incident and Draymond... Oh yeah, yeah the, the the clipboard and the ejection and yeah, all that shenanigans. After that, it was all Blazers. Yeah, um, I feel like whenever the Blazers and Warriors play, it's like always something crazy happens. Always, always, and especially in Portland. Yeah, weird stuff happens in Portland. <laughs> That's not, that has to be a hard place to play. My game of the week was uh, Celtics seventy sixers. Um, I predicted the Celtics would win 117 to the 76ers 109. The actual score was Celtics 112 to the 76ers 109. I feel yeah. like we've had like a four week streak of one of us getting one of the scores right. We're pretty good at this. I mean, we're not experts, but we're doing all right. That's pretty crazy. ESPN should just like, you know, promote our podcast or whatever. <laughs> Sponsor us, ESPN. Uh, not really, I don't really want to be sponsored by ESPN, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Matt, what's this week's NBA news? So, like you alluded to, the AD drama, still there. Um, so, right before the All-Star break, New Orleans had a, a game against Oklahoma City um, on that Thursday. He left the game with a left shoulder injury, I think, after he went to like block New Orleans Noel. Um, and... He he kind of like a left shoulder like sprain, um, like a fairly mild injury, and um, him and his agent just left, like just walked <laughs> out the stadium. <laughs> and the the reason they ended up giving was well they needed an MRI, and for whatever reason the Pelicans don't have an MRI machine like literally every other NBA team does at their facility, so they just had to leave so they could go do that. Problem. I guess they didn't really tell anybody. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, like, after the game, Alvin Gentry has asked about it, and he's like, I don't know, you're telling me. <laughs> and he called the situation a dumpster fire. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Which, if that's not just a, a fantastic quote, I don't know what is. Um, <laughs> shout out to Alvin Gentry. That dude's just had to live through it with New Orleans. <laughs> he's handled it pretty well. He gets his one chance to be a coach. Does a really good job for, for him for one year, and then, like... This. This just like. It's not his fault. Um, but you know whose fault it is? 
Dell Demps, <laughs> who subsequently got canned, um, <laughs> let go as the general manager of the Pelicans after like nine years there. Um, nine years of mediocrity. Yeah. Did one thing right. And you gotta remember, like, the Chris Paul situation was him, too. <laughs> like, that was also Dell Demps. Um, couple podcasts just listening to others they they reminded about how david stern gave an interview like earlier this year about and, how bad and it basically said that he's a terrible gm he was incompetent <laughs> i couldn't let him do the deal um and so del demps um finally gets canned i mean honestly outside of the drew holiday and maybe acquiring boogie cousins like that dude hasn't done anything for the franchise. <laughs> and picked it's just, Anthony Davis. Picked Anthony Davis, who there was no other pick there. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, he was finally let go. Um, in the interim, Danny Ferry, former GM of like the like the Hawks and I think Cleveland maybe, um, will be taking over. He's been like consulting with them. So he's going to finish out the year. And then they'll start looking for a full-time um, replacement this offseason. I mean, at this point, I don't think the GM is doing much. I mean, maybe managing some ten- tensions, but it's not like a trade oh, deadline's coming up or anything. It's kind of a mess. Yeah, so you just need someone to fill the position and then hopefully get someone in there because you're probably going to have a pretty decent draft pick because after borderline forcing AD to come back um, or AD forcing his way back in and then getting hurt and then this and then still going to the All-Star game... But then coming out saying <laughs> he has 29 teams on his list and New Orleans isn't one of them. <laughs> like, I don't I really don't know how he plays this year for New Orleans. So you need a GM in there for your pretty high draft pick you're going to be getting yeah. um, this year. In other news, um, over the All-Star break, the NBA and FIBA announced a 2020 start date for a potential African basketball league. So kind of just like what they have in Europe and other countries. I'm just trying to expand the game. Um, I just want to include that because it sounded cool. And uh, we'll see how that goes. In other regards, uh, for players, Ennis Canner signed with Portland after he got bought out by the Knicks. Markeith Morris signing with Oklahoma City after hey. getting bought out, uh, traded to New Orleans and then bought out. Um, yep, signed with Oklahoma City. He'll hopefully be back in the next couple weeks, but he's still dealing with that neck thing. Um, I would but, have to imagine Pat, Pat minutes, Patrick yeah. Patterson's minutes go out go out the window. But uh, this at the very least, he's just a bonus. If he yeah. doesn't work, then cool. And if it does work, then cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, the last one, which is actually kind of an important one. So Jeremy Lin um, got bought out by Atlanta, signed with Toronto. One, I don't know if, why, if you're Atlanta, you didn't trade him. But um, two, signed with Toronto. And that's really important because backup point guard Fred Van Fleet um, had to undergo surgery on his left thumb for a torn ligament and is out three to five weeks. And you traded DeLon Wright. Whenever you acquired Marc Gasol. Yeah. So all of a sudden you have no backup guards. <laughs> and Jeremy Lin's going to get all those minutes. So um, good job by Toronto poaching that um, away from anyone else who was looking for him. And, That's a good signing. And yeah, it's a really good signing when you think about who they've ended up giving up um, between the trade deadline and who they've acquired. It worked out pretty well for Toronto. Yeah. I mean, Jeremy Lin is very competent guard. He's, but I think he's had a pretty good season. It's been kind of quiet though because he's playing for maybe one of the worst Atlanta, <laughs> yeah. NBA teams this season, and they are intentionally playing someone else over him who they yeah. drafted in the top five. So yeah, you can't really blame him for how this year's gone, even though it's gone all right. Um, and he's so, yeah, a good player. I think it's a nice signing. He's been good when he's been healthy, but the healthy has Part, been yeah. the trick for but him. But if you can get him at ten to twenty minutes a game, I think you can live with that if you're Toronto. Yeah, absolutely. Now we're going to go on to our NBA Thought of the Week. Matt, what's your Thought of the Week? This is relating to the All-Star break. So the players are getting more of a voice just in general. That's great. Um, But like you kind of mentioned, the All-Star weekend kind of feels like just like an eh. And that's that's not great. Um, The draft kind of like saves it almost. Um, Yeah, that's a good point. Players generally enjoy like the time off from like the regular season games. It's just kind of a a week off for most guys, aside from the few who do come play in an event or two. So my my thought is, so what's the next step for the league? Either improving the All Star game, cutting back on the All Star game, and finding more breaks within the year, like a couple smaller ones, to yeah. where like 
it, the players are still getting that time off they want, but they don't have to. And it, I, it's one of those like, okay, for example, whether it's LeBron or or Kyrie or anyone like they don't really get that break then, because they're there for All Star Weekend. Right. I mean, I guess you could decline and say need soreness, <laughs> but <laughs> like general <laughs> need soreness, <laughs> load management. <laughs> but but you're not going to, and so it's not like the NFL Pro Bowl. Right. Where people are just like, nah, I'm nah. good. Um, so, like, what's the next step for the league? Like, are they going to incentivize the game more? Are they giving more breaks throughout the year? Are they doing less games? Because, like, I mentioned the players are getting more voice. And so when when does that NFL Pro Bowl mentality start to kick in? Because it could. Because right. players aren't looking to get hurt. And they're not looking to... To overly exude themselves. Now, for, like, the Joe Harris's of the world, yeah, they're going. Yeah. Like, they're doing it. They're getting their name out there, and they're getting paid because of it. But, you know, for the James Harden's of the world. He's got paid. He's he, got he, he's he, got money. Yeah, he's got paid. He's going to keep getting paid. And he's got that Adidas deal. Like, he exactly. doesn't need, need anything else. No, he doesn't need the, the limelight or anything. So, that's kind of where I'm at is, like, what's the next step for the league? Are you building in more breaks? Are you shortening the season? Are you changing All-Star Weekend? Because I, I kind of feel like something has to change if this is like the NBA has never been at a stronger point and you and I both had the same reaction to All-Star Weekend. Eh. Eh. Yeah, that I used to love All-Star Weekend. One of my favorite weekends, but now it's just, eh, whatever. I know. I, uh, you, you just had the personalities, like the Shaqs of the world. Yeah. And it's just like, it just worked. Or like young LeBron yeah. and, and young D-Wade. And now it's just like... <laughs> Kawhi's just not that. <laughs> what do you mean Kawhi's not making like a, a cell phone out yeah. of his shoe? Yeah, <laughs> like Kate, Katie's not that. Like even Steph should agree. Like Steph is like a really popular player, and he had a lot of like the hometown stuff going on. But even he's like, he's not that. He's not a, the biggest personality in the room no, at he's any not. given time. No, he's not. So that's kind of where I'm at. Like, what what are we gonna do about it? Yeah. That's a good point. So my thought of the week this week is about LeBron James and the Lakers because um, they kind of limped into the all-star break. Yeah. Um, and limped, it might be using the word uh, like lightly. That might be putting it very yeah. generously. But it seems like they're panicking. I guess Luke Walton has been on the hot seat since October because we've been talking about this since October. Jeannie Buss says he's not, but... But she's got a little too much loyalty laying in there. I think everyone else says he's on the hot seat, so... <laughs> but my thing is, what what did you think was going to happen this year? Like, did did you think that... Uh, we saw last night, like, it, it was an all-star game. But you know what won? LeBron and a whole bunch of shooters. Yeah. It's like, oh, wait, surprise. <laughs> you know what's not winning? And is under 500 and three games back from the eighth seed. And, oh, by the way, you're in your in-arena rival? Yeah. The Los Angeles Lakers. You just don't have anything. Like, you don't... Like, you your young pieces aren't turning out to be young pieces. They're starting to become, oh, God, what are these players? Are Like, in position as positionless basketball when you have to ask what are these players that's not good like Kyle Kuzma kind of had a cool showing out this week but he's a position locked four yeah like because he can't play the five because he can't play defense or rebound effectively yeah Brandon Ingram's probably just a locked three because that can't shoot that yeah he has just just kind of herky-jerky motion and Nothing looks fluid for him. This is my thing. He's like a mix between... The worst mix between Andrew Wiggins and Ben Simmons. It's like he needs the ball, and he shoots long twos. Kind of. It's a decent comparison. And it's like, I don't want either one of those aspects on (laughs) my team. Like, and uh, apparently all of them were offered an Anthony Davis deal. And And New Orleans said no. Now, I am curious, like, once everyone's back healthy, like, what this team looks like, Lonzo, Rondo, and just, like, everyone's, like, there and present, but at the same time, like, is that really getting you even to the, like, a sixth seed at this point? The, I where mean, you, three you, games is a lot. That's With a only lot. 25-ish games left this year. Yeah, that's tough to make up, considering how good the Clippers have been playing, the Kings have been playing, the Spurs have been playing... 
Because now the Jazz are in sixth, and I don't think the Jazz are, are slipping. No. So, you, like, every other team is, I think... I mean, like, you have LeBron James, so get in the playoffs, and anything can happen. Yeah. But you pulled eight, and you're playing Golden State in the first round. Guess what? It's go time, yeah. guys. Like, this is... I just don't know. Like, what did you expect? You t- LeBron James spoke about when he signed with the Lakers. Patience. What is that gonna? Is that really gonna be something? Is that gonna be true come this off season? Are you gonna have patience? There was like a um, like a picture of like LeBron's team for the All Star Weekend, and they were like, it was like a pose photo where everyone's like sitting down or whatever, and like they changed the logo to a Lakers logo on like half the guys, <laughs> and I was like. There's the answer to your question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, Clay, like, honestly, is Clay leaving Golden State after they won another championship this year? Maybe. I don't think so. Kevin Durant's probably going to leave, but he's not going to come play with the Lakers because he's already trash talked about yeah. playing with LeBron. So that leaves you with what? The Kimba Walkers of the world? Which is Kimba. I, li- I like Kimba. Kimba and Kyrie. Jimmy Butler. But I don't like Jimmy Butler wants to go there. But yeah. I know, right? Kawhi, maybe? If Toronto so. doesn't convince him to stay? I don't think so. It's just like, I don't I don't know what who, to... Who are you getting? Yeah. It's yeah. a good point. It's I really... don't know. And, and I think that the front office has been very arrogant and brash, and it's kind of sh- coming to bite them now. Oh, it uh, definitely is. Um, but that's just my thought. I'm just tired of the Lakers and... <laughs> there we're we're a championship contender because we have LeBron James. Well, when you don't have anything else around, LeBron James in the best conference in the in the world when it comes to basketball, you got to actually beat the teams. Yeah, you got to beat teams. Like on paper, yeah, it makes sense. But when it gets out on the court, turns out you need shooting in this NBA. Anyway, on to our first topic, which we, which you kind of talked about, Matt. Some. All-Star Weekend. Yeah, and so, like, my thought kind of went with this. So, just real quick recap of, like, what went down. So, first we had the Rising Stars game. Team USA beat Team World 161-144. to uh, Talking about the Lakers. Kuzma named it MVP, went for 35-6. and six. Um, That's actually, like, one of my favorite events. I just love getting to see, like, the young guys, like, getting showcased. Did you see Luca mic'd up? Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> Look at me, I'm Fox. I'm Fox. <laughs> you want to jump? <laughs> like it's just, I don't know. That's actually one of my favorite events, just because I like to see like the young guys like play in a game, but yeah. also kind of like show off. Um, Trey Young defeats or uh, Jason Tatum defeats Trey Young, and the skills challenge for that half court heave. Man, uh, Jason Tatum is a baller. He is. Um, That's <laughs> on those two rounds, um, and then knocking off Trey Young for it. Joe Harris um, beat Steph Curry. Three-point contest. Um, Steph Curry was like the hometown favorite. But Joe Harris, just the average white guy. Just that solid form. <laughs> just went every time. Him. <laughs> every time. And, uh, Jumper's wet. And he like just nailed his money ball rack. Ended up taking home that crown. Hamadou Diallo. Hey. Your guy. <laughs> uh, defeats Dennis Smith Jr. in the dunk contest. We actually have a, a poll up on Twitter, which dunk was better, Diallo's dunk over Shaq, where he put the elbow in the rim, which was a ridiculous, That's, like just, or from the game, which I'll mention here in a moment, Giannis catching the bounce pass from Steph and just climbing to like the almost top of the backboard and then putting it down. What'd you vote for? Diallo. I voted the other way. I so, voted for Giannis. So like one, Diallo jumped over Shaq. That's seven, that's seven feet. And put his elbow in the rim. Like, you got to get really high to put your yeah. elbow in the rim. And you got to get really high to dunk over Shaq. And then he, like, ripped the jersey. Which With I the think is just, Superman. Which I think is just a super cool move. And then had the Superman, which is, like, tribute to Shaq. Yeah. Too. Like, I don't know. I love, like, of all the theatrics that can go on, like, that was actually, like, is subtle. But it's actually one of my favorites. Also, love the jersey he was rocking. Yeah. American uniform um that was great too although the Giannis one's just ridiculous um the touch you have to have to just like put like put that bounce pass like perfectly and then Giannis the leaping ability to just like hang in the air what's the thing he just like floated (laughs) I feel like for like three seconds just like up there and he's like all right where's the ball 
Oh, there it is. <laughs> and then put it down. And put it down. Um, so yeah, go vote on that. Um, and finally, then the All-Star Game. Team LeBron, like you mentioned, beat Team Giannis. 178-164. KD named the MVP with 31-7. Uh, and seven. God. It's pretty easy. Uh, I call BS on that, though, because I was watching... I, I had DVR the All-Star Game because I couldn't watch it last night. Uh, recording on a Monday. But uh, he went to the foul line like six times. Yeah, I know. I'm call- what are we doing? I'm calling BS on that. What are you doing going to the foul line? Get that out of here. So, it's like, I'm kind of looking like who else could have won it, though. And no one else for a team, like, Clay hit 20. No one else went over 20. I don't know. I, I thought Giannis, even though they lost, he went for like... 38, 11, and 5. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, and he didn't even, like, Steph played, like, a couple more minutes than him even. So, part of me is like, you know, Giannis, I know they lost, but I don't really care. Um, but it's all right. It's whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's really so, irrelevant. Um, except for, apparently, people today who have just, like, crowned KD as all-time great for whatever reason. Because You don't become an all-time great by winning an all-star game MVP. That you make a very sound logical point, there, <laughs> Matt, and I, NBA Twitter, step it up. Yeah, yep. So then here are like the real questions I got because okay. I don't really honestly care. Okay. Um, about like pretty much most of All Star Weekend. Yeah, and this is coming from like a huge NBA fan. So one, how would you rate this All Star experience, Ryan? Okay. And then how could it be better, or maybe what could we take away? So we're going to start with that first one. Okay. How would you personally rate the experience of this weekend? It's like a five and a half for me. It's yeah. it's really just like right down the middle. That's like the eh. That's the eh point, you know? It's like six to me is fine. It's okay. Yeah. Seven is, okay, this is getting good. Eight is great. Nine is like, man, this, I don't know. What it's kind of intense. Yeah. Like, I like this. Ten is like perfect, you know? Um, yeah, the game is fine. The extra stuff isn't really... Like, the three-point contest... Like, I think I, I was watching a YouTube video on three-point contest, and uh, the person put it really well. It was like, um, the NBA... Uh, the three-point contest is like a standardized test. Like, it's just filling in blanks. Yeah, it is. It really is. That's a great analogy as a, I was as like, a teacher. Man, I and, like, there's so much artistry in the dunk contest. Like you said, like, there's flair to it. But, like, with the three-point contest, it's it's nothing exciting. Skills challenges, whatever. Like, Oh, I don't care about that at all. <laughs> like, it's just whatever. Though, I think you're right. The All-Star, or the Rising Stars Challenge is a lot of fun. Um, and the game is fun. But, like, those two things happen on a Friday. And one happens on a Sunday. Yeah. And the stuff in between is real boring. Like, the celebrity all-star game, like, I whatever. I couldn't care less. I could not care less. Like, I think that's the only thing ESPN broadcast the whole weekend. And, was that one? Yeah. And yeah. TNT had the rest. And, yeah, the ESPN just got stuck with it. I gave it a six. Um, like I said, I like the exposure for the young guys. And, the, like, the randos, the Joe Harris's of the world. Um, Hamadou Diallo. Yeah. Like... We know him. We live here in Oklahoma. But, like, a lot of people don't know Diallo. Yeah. Um, unless you paid attention to college basketball last year. Um, but also, like, I like, like, the side drama. Like, the drafts of, like, Team LeBron, Team Giannis. Like, the... And this year, it was, like, the tampering and all that. Like, there's some, like, different jokes to go along yeah. with that. Um, but, like, in terms of the events, yeah, I don't care for a lot of the events. But, like, I, I gave it a six because, like... The game was alright, the Rising Stars game was alright, the dunk contest was okay, and then the draft, I liked how they televised the draft. So, like, that's why I was giving it a little bit higher. Yeah. Otherwise, like, I was going hard with, like, a three or a four. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's what makes the NBA so great, is the side drama. Exactly. And it still, like, shows up on All-Star Weekend. Yeah. So that's why I was, like, giving it as high as I was, which was a six. So then the second one, which is... A little bit more of a fun question. So, like, how could it be better? What could, or maybe what could we take away? So, you and I had a few ideas on how to just spice it up. I like this. So, I'll let you start it out. Okay. So, um, for those of you who don't follow the NHL, 
I follow it very loosely because the playoffs are again the best part yeah. of the season. Um, but adapt the NHL method. I didn't know they did this, but I found out this year. We watched break, them fit. Yeah, break the players into smaller teams. So like three on threes. Like I don't know, mm-hmm. five players per team. I guess get a couple subs. Get a couple subs and play three on three tournament. I love that. Like do, do away with this east west. Like have captains. Like the starters are the captains. Let's say or however you decide to make that yeah. work. They're like the f- top four vote getters, or and then whatever. Yeah. and then you have a draft, and then you have a tournament. Because like everyone loves March Madness, lean into that some tournament, yeah. And, and also, I guess I'll get to that later. But like, just like make it fun, make it like a whole weekend. Like have a couple games on, like do still do, like uh, have games on Saturday, and then do Sunday. But you could also bring in the Rising Stars. And, like, have them mixed in with playing against, um, uh, like, the true all-stars. Yeah. I don't know. It would be something different. No, I totally get that. I I really like it. Like, it's just a different way of, like, presenting the games. Yeah. And and at the very least, like, that can incentivize it a little more. Or, like, you you get pulled out of, like, a three-on-three tournament. Like, that looks bad. Yeah. (laughs) Playing. and, And, like... It's just something a little bit different. And, like, the NHL, like, they'll sometimes even do, like, break it up by, like, the divisions. Yeah. Uh, which I don't know if we would have to go that far get, in the NBA. Get the division I garbage I don't out, need of, the North, out of my... I don't need the Northwest Division God. All-Stars. Oh, that'd be a good team. <laughs> would that so be, be Dame, Paul then, George, Lamarcus Aldridge? Or, or no, Carl Anthony Towns? Did, think, was he... He wasn't yeah. a starter. He wasn't a starter, no. But, but he, still, like, you get a pretty good team out of that. Um, but yeah, I know, right? So, like, I kind of like, you don't have to do divisions, but this three-on-three idea yeah. like, kind of is a, a good one. So, my first idea, we, we'll each give two ideas, um, was, like, build in more contests um, within mm. the game. So, like, I don't know, like, designated times, like, have, like, a four-point money ball out. Same way you have, like, a money ball in the three-point oh, contest. So, like, that'd be fun. So, like, the... The threes are worth, like, I don't know, four points, and or twos can still be worth threes, or whatever. Like, you can, like, change the value yeah. of it. Um, same way you do. And, like, every time you hit one of those, like, money goes to charity or something like that. You know? Um, I don't know, like, kind of like... It's funny, because we had put NHL on here. Um, like, kind of like a power play. Yeah. Like, instead of, <laughs> yeah. um, instead of like, a foul. Um, and then they go into free throw line, because, again, stopping the game. Um no, you, you just like inbound it, and that ends like playing five on four. Ooh, because um, that guy who committed the foul is off for like a minute or whatever. Just something like that, you know. That'd like, be fun. Like a little power play, or like um, like a betting allowance. So like each team's given like five hundred thousand dollars. That's amazing. And just like you can just like call timeout, and then like coming out of the timeout, you can like do like a king of the court like bet, like put like here's a hundred grand. That's amazing. I Come love here, that. Russ. <laughs> I love that. That would like, be so much fun because, you know, like, Clay and, and like Steph the, would go at it. Yeah, and, like, the winner, like, they take the money and they give it to the charity of their choice or whatever. Right. And so it's just, like, I don't know, just things like that, like, you can build in. Or, like, if, if a player gets fouled, then it turns into, like, a king of the court. Like, that would be fun. Like, I don't know, just stuff like that. Just make it ridiculous. Like, embrace the zaniness of what like, an all-star game is. It's a relaxing break that's literally the point of it it's just a game it's just for the spectacle the players don't really care right so like i don't know just build these things in i think it would be i watching this i wish they leaned into more of it uh is having players mic'd up they kind of did some like sideline interviews while the players were on the bench but like like it's tough because i'm sure there's a lot of words you can't have on tv but it would still be fun to like I don't know, like, Steph's not swearing all that much, I don't think. Probably not. So, like, I don't know. It would be fun to have him mic'd up. Or get Clay mic'd up, and then you just learn with Clay and just <laughs> talks like a sailor. <laughs> I don't know, that'd be equally good. <laughs> like, that would be a thing. Like, I mean, if you're talking about exposure, and that's what this weekend is about, like, put a mic on Kwai. Yeah. Like, no, hardly anybody knows what he sounds like. You just hear it sound of him breathing. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it is. Kwai, can we get you to talk at all? <laughs> that's it that's all I, I love I love those ideas that's a lot of fun uh, my next idea 
um, and I talked about this earlier, is take free throws away. And you kind of touched on this. They're dumb. They're dumb. Is this like a, a subtweet to James Harden? <laughs> I mean, gee, what are you doing searching for fouls in an all-star game? Get that out of here. And just like, I think it would be fun just like have the player like take a half-court shot. Yeah, like, and that's just it. That's it. That solves the matter. Amazing, like, how you can see those guys, like, do them in warm-ups when they can't hit a free throw in yeah. the game. But, yeah, like, it again, just, like, or, like, give them the option. You can go to half court and do it for two points. Yeah. For your free throw. Uh, yeah, just something else. Like, just, I don't know, do something dumb. Do something fun. And that's, like, the issue with the, I mean, you want to talk about the NFL Pro Bowl, like, no one cares about that because it's just a football game. Yeah. Like, there's no fun it, to it. The I mean, yeah, the players are just getting a bonus check. Which they get at that, too. Like, in the right. NBA one. But, like, yeah, no one really cares. Like, people go there as much for the vacation to Orlando as they do. Right. The game, if not more. So, you're right. Like, why should people honestly watch? What's... I mean... Uh, it... Like, the NBA All-Star Weekend. This is the first weekend where all eyes are probably on basketball. Right after the, right after the Super Bowl... No football, really. I mean, there's the Alliance League or whatever. But for, like, casual fans, like, this is time when it's basketball time now. And, like, this is supposed to be the NBA's weekend. And I feel like they're kind of They're doing the same old, same old. Yeah. Which does not match Adam Silver. Yeah. Like, really at all. And, like, you saw him, like, unveiling the new jersey jersey technology. And then at the same time, it's like, yeah, but you're doing the same... All-star, all-star stuff you've done for the last 30 years. Yeah. And it, it just, yeah, it doesn't really... What's your next great. thought? Last thought, I guess. So, for me, it's just combine or eliminate some of the extras. So whether that's, honestly, just get rid of the skill competition. <laughs> um, or combine it with the three-point contest. Ooh. And, like, build that in. And, like, three-point contest, and like, not the balls of, like, just not sitting there on the rack, just around the world. But, like... You know, like staggered, like like the logo shots that Dame was hitting in the mm. game. Like, let's put them back there. Um, let's put like one of them at half court. Like Jason Tatum hit the half quarter to beat Trey Young. Let's put a ball there, yeah. and like that's part of it. You got to hit. You got to hit one. So like combining like the skills and three point contest, I'd honestly be cool with. You can probably leave the dunk contest, but then also like shave some time off the All Star game. And the Rising Stars game. I don't yeah. need, like, a full basketball game. Like, do eight-minute quarters or Yeah, something like I need, that. like, six eight-minute quarters. Yeah. Or something, like, six to eight-minute quarters. Like, something like that. Like, I don't need to watch Le- Team LeBron score 160 or 178 points. Like, <laughs> I don't, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, bump that down. And it turns to, like, a regular scoring game, but it's just a lot shorter. Yeah. Because, um, like, we know what's happening. We, we know how it goes. Layups, threes. Dunks. Dunks. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, cut some time off of the Rising Stars in the All-Star game. Probably keep the dunk contest. And then combine the skill and three-point contest. The dunk contest should be, like, the jewel of the night. It should be. And then, uh, I don't know, just find, with a dunk contest, so, like, it's, it's occasionally stale. Yeah. Like, Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon had, like, an all-timer. A yeah. couple years ago, and I went back and watched it after this one, and it was just, like, so amazing. Yeah. Um, just to think, like, wow, we saw that. Yeah. Um, but, like, <laughs> I don't know. And sen- somehow, like, get more guys in there. Because Alo Diallo won, and he did well. Like, um, I don't know. I didn't feel like a lot of the other contestants really, like, gave him, like, a hard, hard competition. Yeah. That's a tough thing. It's, like, it's so much about flair. And it's, like, hitting the dunks, too. Um, And, like, coming up with unique dunks. Like, I watched a video on that, and, like, it's hard to come up with unique dunks because it's been done. A lot of them (laughs) have just been done before. That's my one concern with the dunk contest. Like, you have to, at some point, like, you have to be a freak athlete just to pull off some, like, credible new dunk. Like, the Vince Carter elbow in the rim. Yeah. Like, that was insane because no, we hadn't seen that before in a dunk contest. And then he just went and just killed it. And now Diallo replicated it, which is cool. And he jumped over Shaq, which is... He added something to it. Yeah, but, like, I don't know what else do you add to that then. 
you uh, jump over a car uh, and check. I don't know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I'm not sure either. So that's just kind of where I'm at. Like, I need, like, what is someone doing like a flip in air? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. All good points. Um, okay, let's move on to our last topic of the day. We're going to talk about mid-season awards. We're going to hand out our mid-season awards. It's over mid-season like we talked about, but it's a good time to talk about it because it's all-star break, and these award races, for the most part, are starting to come to a close-ish. Yeah. Um, some are really close. Others are probably not as close, um, but let's get into it. Uh, I will give my predictions first. So... so yeah, go ahead. I predicted at the beginning of the year, right, that Giannis won M- will win MVP, which that's yeah. uh, sure. Schroeder was going to win six man. He's, he, he's in the running for it. He's so, in the conversation. He's probably not going to win it, which no. is fine. Uh, Kawhi, def- Defensive Player of the Year, um, which probably isn't going to happen. I wouldn't imagine... He's missed two. He's that's the thing. He's missed a lot of games. He because he doesn't play on back 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 to backs. Yeah, he's only played in forty three games this year, and he's really been healthy the entire season. So, and what they played fifty. Toronto has played like fifty six, fifty seven, so something like that. Yeah. Um, I predict fifty (laughs) nine. Okay, well then, Uh, that's probably not going to happen then. Luka Doncic, I had as my rookie of the year, and. I will keep bringing this up probably until the end of the season. And he <laughs> won't win most improved player, but Jared Allen. Yeah, center for the Nets. Good player. Um, and He's then, had some really nice blocks this year. Oh, man, he blocks everyone, but that's not the concern. Um, for my predictions, I had Giannis as the MVP. Fred Van Fleet, um, who we mentioned up in the news, um, as my sixth man for Toronto. I also had Kawhi as a defense player of the year. So, I had said Doncic, but just because I was going to be different. Miles yep. Bridges. Yep. And James Brago, play him. And then, the funniest out of all these, and it's because I said it couldn't get any worse. I had Marco Fultz as the most improved player. It got worse. <laughs> it got worse. <laughs> like, he found a way. Um, which, like, I hope he gets healthy and everything. But, like, yikes. That Man. whole situation. It's like you tempted the NBA gods. And they were like, all right. Oh, yeah? Watch this. Um, So, yeah, that probably not happening. Since he's only played in, what, like 10 games? Unless he comes back for Orlando and goes for, like, 40 every night in the last 10 games of the year and, like, strokes it, I doubt I'm getting that one right. And I doubt that's happening. Uh, It probably won't happen. But you never know. Crazier things have happened in the NBA recently. Matt, do you want to... Should I give my updated picks? Sure, go ahead. All right, you want to snake this so I'll get yeah. my MVP? Okay. So, I'm still sticking with Giannis, his MVP. Harden has closed that gap, though. Um, and Paul George is probably my third right now. Yeah, I, I have that same order. Still Giannis, though. Harden, just like with with the just tear he's been on. Yeah. Like, it's hard not to say him. But Giannis is leading the best team probably in the league. And at a ridiculous rate. Like, yeah. just absolutely um, ridiculous. Like, that he's putting up this year 27 points, six assists, um, 13 rebounds, steal and a half, block and a half per game. Like, it's just incredible what he's doing. So, um, I, I was thinking about this, and I almost added this to my thought of the week. It was about LeBron James. Do you think LeBron James ever wins an MVP ever again? Um, that's a really good question. Maybe not. And just because of, I mean, look at all the young talent coming up. Yeah, and it's like just because of his age. Yeah, it's like hard to hard to see it where like it could happen compared to like the ads and the Giannis and and even if you have like the even younger guys that start to come up more like Carl Anthony Towns and Evan Booker, like that's a lot of dudes. It's an interesting question. I'm not saying I'm not predicting LeBron James's downfall or anything like that, but it's interesting 
I think him and Brady get compared quite a bit because they're playing so well late into their career. The thing is, Brady has uh, Tom Brady has an amazing system around him. LeBron James' system is himself. Yeah, and it's kind of hard. And then, like you mentioned with the Lakers, like it's just really, really hard. So, yeah, and again, and if Giannis figures out like a three-point shot, <laughs> good lord, he was over. taking some of them, and it, it's gotten better. Like his form has gotten better, so like, it looks better. In the six games he's played in February, he's six out of sixteen. So that's only about three a game, um, and since the start of February, but that's a thirty-seven and a half percent. That's so like, hey, if Giannis can knock down league average from three on two or three a game, Jesus, that I'm, I'm good with Watch that out. all day. So yeah, I agree with you on that MVP. Okay, um, six man. Uh, I have Derrick Rose. Amazing story this season. He's done amazing. His team's not making the playoffs, though, so whatever. Yeah. And and that's the hard part is, like, it's hard for me to reward guys who, like, aren't going to make the playoffs. Because it's like you're, you're, like, that secondary guy who comes in and, like, really lights it up. Right. And he has. He really, really has this year. And, like, it's been impressive. And we'll t- I'll talk about him a little bit later on another one I have. Um like, where he was, considering, like, last year with Minnesota, played, like, nine games. Yeah. Even before that with Cleveland, played 16 games. Um, and that same, same, oh, so that was last year. Um, he played a total of 25 games, 16 with Whew. Cleveland, nine with Minnesota. And the year before that with the Knicks, he'd played in 64, but, I mean, it was the Knicks, and it was just garbage. Um, whereas he is now, like, at 18 points, and... Let's see here. Three rebounds, five assists, and he looks pretty fluid. Like, he's figured out a jump shot. Yeah. It's an understandable decision. I I took Lou Will, mm. and Derek Rose was my runner-up, just because sweet Lou. Sweet has, Lou. One, his team is in the playoffs. Right now? Right now. Yeah. Clippers are in. And he's at 20 points, five assists, three rebounds a game, and just... He he literally hasn't started at all this year. He he knows his role and he plays it perfectly. Uh, for a team that's honestly, I don't know if they should make the playoffs. Yeah, and he is just as important as anyone else on that team for them getting there. And he's like a six foot guard who comes off the bench. It's pretty uh, cool. It's I'm pretty awesome. That. Yeah, and it's like he's listed on Basketball Reference as like six one one seventy five. So he's probably like six <laughs> foot. Like 165, 170. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just feel like he needs to get rewarded for what he's done this year and getting the Clippers where they are. He's been so good. The six man year race to me is weird because there's not, like, Eric Gordon isn't really playing that well. No. And I I think, I wonder if he started enough to where he wouldn't even qualify really. Yeah. For it. But yeah, like there there's only like a few guys that can really get in for this award. Like Schroeder, Schroeder's one of them. Yeah. And even then, like I wouldn't say he's had a great year. He's had a good year. Yeah. He he's found a good niche with Oklahoma City. He's been January and start of February. He's been really good. <laughs> yeah. He's like, been really good. Terry Rozier hasn't had a, a great season. Spencer yeah. Dinwiddie was having a really good year, but then he got hurt. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's like there just aren't that many dudes out there. Um, for this award, it's a weird race. It's a weird award, mm-hmm. and therefore it ends up being these weird situations when it comes down to the end of the season. Yeah, defensive player of the year for me, I'm going with the homer pick, Paul George. He's so good. He leads the league in steals, um, and probably gets the toughest assignment night in and night out for the Thunder, especially without Andre. And then on the flip side of that is averaging like 45 in January and February. Still still scoring. Which is, I mean, like that's not what this award is about, but that's why he's in the MVP conversation and should be. Uh, But defensive play of the year, I mean, goodness, his length is just like something else. Drew Holiday should also get mentioned in this conversation. Probably as a two. So... My problem with that is my number one's not Paul George. My number one's Rudy Gobert, who, one, should have made the All-Star game. Get, you got robbed. You can get LaMarcus Aldridge <laughs> out of here. Um, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I'm not an Aldridge guy. So get. I don't care if you have five centers on that roster. Get Rudy Gobert in the game. 
um, just what he's done, like, and he's been a part of, like, Utah, like, yeah. figuring it out. Like, Utah's up to the sixth seed now, which I do reward team success. Like, I, I really yeah. do. Like, if you are a, a great player on a really good or great team, like, that means something to me. Um, where it's like, obviously, Paul George is having a good year and a, on a great team also. But I, I think what Rudy Gobert just does for your team. And he, he's having a good offensive season also. He's having a career high in, in points and rebounds uh, this year and assists. So, um, for me, it's kind of like, yeah, he's not going to have that perimeter defense. But, man, he just makes scoring inside on Utah just absolutely just ridiculous um opposing teams just have such a struggle like he is who he is yeah. and I know that like he has his his struggles um especially once you get to like switches and playing on yeah. the perimeter more but even so like he still does okay with it yeah and Paul George was like my close to so it's not like I just wasn't considering Paul George right it's just I don't know. There's something about Rudy Gobert and like what he does, even when it's like he, him just being around causes problems. And that team doesn't really have like many other great defenders. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Rudy Gobert is definitely the anchor to that team um, defensively because last year they were a way different team with him than without him when he yeah. was injured. Um, yeah, it kind of sucks that he missed the. Is I think last year there were like ten replacements in the all-star game and you just kind of thought that was going to happen again this year but it never did i was wondering if anthony davis like peaced out with the since he you know peaced out the smoothie king center yeah um if he would (laughs) if he would also (laughs) just decline the all-star game and gobert would get his spot but didn't happen yeah it's too bad because there were a lot of replacements last year and then there was only one this year yeah and it was d'angelo russell for uh, Victor Oladipo, which is too bad. I, I, like, I think you could probably throw in Victor Oladipo before he got hurt into this conversation. Yeah, for defense, sure. Just defense yeah. of the year. Um, so my rookie of the year. I mean, come on. There's no. There's really no options. <laughs> there's this. This race was over back in like December. It's Luca. It's Luca Doncic. Doncic for sure. I had Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. as like my number two. But yeah, it's it's he's so far ahead. I, and that's the thing is like it's not like these other rookies have been bad. Like Trey Young's starting to come on. Yeah, he's figured out how to shoot again. Like yeah, DeAndre <laughs> Ayton's like kind of starting to figure some stuff out. Like Marvin Bagley's starting to figure some stuff out. Kevin Knox doing all right. But man, Luka Doncic is Luka Doncic right. figured out a lot of that. He's stuff a borderline all star. <laughs> he was incredible. I mean, he is incredible. He's so much fun. It would have been fun to get him at Luka into the All Star game too. I know. Go ahead. That would have been fun, like, going back to my tournament ideas, to have, like, an all-rookie team. Like, yeah. all-rookie, all-star team. And just, yeah, let, let them work through it. I would have been so cool with that. That would have been so much fun. But, like, this year, like, he's hit just so many big shots. And, like... His he, step back is... I'll say he has a move. Like, right? Like, he does. And he's just... There are things he can get better at, obviously. But, like, there's so many things he can do. Like, he's made Dallas, like, a semi-relevant team. When they have no business being a semi-relevant team this yeah. year. Like, J.J. Barea felt like their second-best player yeah. so much of the year. <laughs> yeah. And, and he's out. So, yeah, Luka Doncic is so clearly Rookie of the Year. Yeah. he's He's been so, so fun to watch. I'm glad he's turned out for Dallas, even though it's going to make the Thunder, whenever they play Dallas, a headache now for, like, the next 15 years, as long as he's a Dallas Maverick. Uh, real quick, I, I heard, like, Travis Schlank on an interview. I think he was with Woj. Um, he said, like, they had every intention of drafting Luka at number three. And, like, they were go- like they were doing it. And then Dallas called them and said, we'll give you... Uh, an extra pick? An extra pick. And so, like, Travis Schlank went to his guys and said, like, what do you think Dallas's win projection is going to be for next year? Like, where are they going to end up in the draft? And they had said eight. Right now, Dallas is sitting at ten. If, you know, the draft order falls right. as is, um, which that can change with the lottery odds and everything, but they're like, hmm, a top 10 pick and Trey Young or Luka Doncic? Obviously, the, the Hawks ended up picking Trey Young in the pick, but, like, I don't know, even the Hawks were, like, very in on Luka Doncic. Yeah. Until, like, they had to get an extra asset. 
I, again, I don't think Trey Young's a bad rookie. I don't no. think he's going to be a bad player. Someone asked me what his ceiling is going to be, and I don't know. Like, I just don't know. Like, it could be a Terry Rozier, like, kind of just eventually plays his way into a big contract. Yeah. But, like, Luka is a borderline superstar, like, going to be in the making. Oh, he for sure is. And, like, I don't know how you pass on that. Uh, yeah, I don't know how Phoenix and Sacramento passed on that. But we know, we don't need to keep yeah, rehashing that. That's true. That's a good point. Um, so, my most improved player this year, D'Angelo Russell. He's been balling. I I have this... I don't know what it is, but, like, uh, Jared Allen is a net. <laughs> and D'Angelo Russell... I mean, he's an all-star, and I feel like... I mean, they're pretty much locked into the playoffs at this point because the East sucks. Um, but I like D'Angelo Russell a lot for most improved player. He's finally kind of turned the corner. Yeah, he's taken over. And, like, I hate to see Spencer in when he get hurt, but since he did get hurt, like, Russell's really just been having, like, the full full run of the offense. Even, uh, I mean, Karis LeVert. Could have been most improved player. He was so good. And I know. Then, and then Joe Harris went in the three-point contest. Yeah. I mean, the Nets Nets could be good, but I, I really like D'Angelo Russell for most improved player as of right now. This is maybe the closest race outside of the MVP that I think I could... See, I think so, too. Like, I had a bunch of guys that I was considering. You could make the argument for um, De'Aaron Fox, who we've talked about. Yeah. Um, you're going to talk about one here in a second. I'm gonna let you do that now, actually. So, which uh, I think is a is a really good pick too. So, yeah. So Russell was in my top five. Um, mine was Pascal Siakam. Man, and it's just it was kind of the same idea. Like he his scoring has just jumped so much this year. Like think about this. This is his third year. He went from playing in 55 games his rookie year, averaging four points a game. Last year he played in 81 games. 7.3 points per game. A part of the bench mob. Yeah, and now this year, he he's played in all but one game. 16 points per game, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, and a block per game. And he's, like, shooting 34% from 3. He's, like, a 79% free throw shooter on, like, 4 attempts a game. Like, there's... This guy is, like, hitting, like, his stride right now. And, he, yeah, he's a little older because um, he went to college for multiple years. But, like, he's he's taking a leap that I think elevated Toronto to a point where, like, no one thought Toronto would really be. Like, everyone thought Toronto would be good when they acquired right. Kawhi. Like, oh, that's the top four team in the East. But, like, Pascal's made him a top two team in the East. Man, he's been so fun to watch this year. He scored 44 right before the All-Star break. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just... Even it's, within this year, like, he's gotten better. He's almost been untouchable, like, in trade talks. I know. It's, like, his name kind of got floated when Anthony Davis, like, was available. But I'm sure that would have been, like, a really hard pull. Yeah. Um, for Simon G- for Masai Ujiri to, like, pull the trigger on that. I mean, that's tough for both sides, too, because, like, basketball enthusiasts know who Pascal Siakam is, but, like, a casual fan, like, this selling, kid, selling yeah. that to an owner, like... He's really good. He's kind of a little bit older than a usual this kid from Cameroon who ended up going to New Mexico State. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like that's that is hard. And so, like, uh, I'm sure there was some reluctancy, but like for mo- most improved player, he he has to be my pick. Like I had said, like I consider Russell my number two guy, and it's kind of a weird one. Was Derek Rose, mm. and like he was hurt last year. Yeah, he was. But like his game's completely changed. Yeah. Like, it really has. Like, the fact that he's shooting, like, a legit 40% from three on just over three attempts per game right now. Like, he knows what his role is. And, like, he's he's a good shooter now. Like, good free throw shooter. He's just a good all-around player. And he, if he would have figured this out in, like, I don't know, like, 2014, 15, 16 even. Yeah. Like... He probably could have prolonged his career yeah. um, as a higher level player. Right now, I think he'll probably just be like a bench guy the rest of his career, or like good starter, bad team, yeah, type of guy. 
which is which is fine. fine. You get paid doing that, right? He's not a minimum guy like he's signed for right now in Minnesota, but it's kind of like one of those. I, I wanted to like reward what he's done, but he's, you know, he's he's one of those guys that he transformed his game, but I just couldn't get there because he was already good. Right, he was an MVP. Yeah, but then he had everything happen. Yeah, and now it's it's almost like a resurgence yeah. rather than an improvement. He's probably gonna win. Come, we don't have it on our list, but comeback player of the year. Yeah, and that that's probably more true. But like, just the fact of how he's changed his game, yeah, like made me give him consideration for MIP. Yeah, um, I I feel like there's probably maybe Vucevic because his first All Star game been so good. Um, I feel like that would be another good pick for most improved player. Um, I'm trying to think of other other guys who who would fit in that category. I had the tabs pulled up, but then um, earlier, but I I closed them out. So like trying to yeah, I'm trying to think. Vucevic was a really good one because he's also like kind of transformed his game. Yeah, um, shooting to, the three a lot more this year to to fit. Um, trying to think like pardon Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell was one I had thought of. Um, he could be a six man. You can argue six man. It's a too. limited role, yeah. And and his role is just slightly more limited, but all his numbers are insane. Yeah. The same way Lou will like coming off the bench is insane. I don't like there are guys like Malcolm Brogdon, uh, yeah. who who have elevated and like started every game. Um, you could get into like the the Pacers bigs, like Miles De- Turner, DeMontis, DeMontis Sabonis. Sabonis. Yeah, yeah, that's another good one. Those would be guys. Um, Trying to just run through real quick. Um, you go with the, like some of the Nuggets guys, like maybe like a Jamal Murray or or something. I was kind of thinking like Malik Beasley. And he hasn't done it enough. Yeah, that's the thing is like he hasn't. And Nurkic it, has really stepped up this year. Yeah, and Yusuf Nurkic is having an incredible year. He's super outplaying that contract, um, which they were iffy about signing. Yeah, but now like, it's a super value. Um, yeah, you said De'Aaron Fox. Those would be like the main ones for me, I think. Unless I'm just, I'm just overthinking it or, or overlooking someone. Yeah. But yeah, those are a lot of the guys I had on my list as consideration. But I ended up having to go with Pascal Siakam. Man, Pascal. Such a fun name. Um, so that, that was... We were right for the most part? Yeah, kind of. We knew Giannis would be MVP. Six man, backup guard. All right, you, we changed it to Rose and Lou Will. Yeah. Defensive player of the year. A wing. A wing. You had gone with Paul George. I had, I have Gobert slightly yeah. over George, but um, rookie of the year, like we both knew, would be Doncic. And most improved, um, the Nets. <laughs> the Nets. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. like, And those things are so hard because like, you don't know injuries are going to happen. Like You don't right. know, like, is this guy going to get the role he thought he was going to get, you know, or do trades happen? But overall, like I think we're doing all right. Yeah, it was. It's always fun to hand out midseason awards and talk about end of season awards. Um, only twenty games left, like we said, about twenty games left. So it's going to be a fun end of the season for a playoff push. Matt, what's your game of the week? So speaking of a lot of these guys, um, Spurs at Raptors. Hey, Kawhi game part two, uh, Friday, February twenty second. 6 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. I'm going with Toronto 112, San Antonio 106. Does uh, um, DeMar DeRozan, does he get a standing ovation from Raptors fans? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He didn't He didn't force his way out. Yeah. That's true. I I wonder if the, the, what kind of video tribute they'll have. The problem is since Canada's like really nice, like the standing ovation will go for like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> the game will finally start at like nine. Uh, so my game of the week is Rockets at Warriors on Saturday, um, February twenty third at seven thirty p.m. Central, ABC. Um, it's gonna be a lot of fun. The last time these two teams played, I'm pretty sure it was that Harden when Harden yeah, just was. went off and get, brought him back. Uh, and then hit the game winner in overtime. Uh, I'm predicting the Warriors will win 122, the Rockets 114. Because James Harden will probably cool off in the second part of this, or the last half of the season. Good chance. I mean, he's done it every year, so. Maybe the Warriors pick it up. <laughs> I mean, I, I think Kevin Durant, Steph, 
all those guys, Clay, like there's, and then you throw in Boogie Cousins. Like we've talked about this a whole bunch, but it's hard to guard that. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to the Couchy and Podcast. It's been a fun episode 18. We'll probably never do another episode 18 again, so I can confidently say this <laughs> yeah. is our best episode 18. Uh, we're only right at an hour, so there we go. Clutch. Another, Sports. Uh, cl- <laughs> Don't bring that up to the Pelicans. Remember to follow us on Twitter at NBA Couch GM Pod. Um, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher if you haven't already. Make sure you're also also go and like our Facebook page. Again, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you back next week.